The throwback is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know football ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts? Game Time tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. I have used the app before, and it does really drop the prices Right up until game time, I was able to grab a ticket almost half off just minutes before a football game this year. It's very easy to tap checkout, simple, quick, easy to navigate. You have the in-app panoramic seat view, photos from every single section. So head on over to the App Store or Play Store now to download game time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Come on, everybody. It's the throwback. Jake Seeley, Chris Feeney, Brad Ziegler. It is Week 11. We're here to get you ready for Week 11. Hopefully get you into the playoffs. And if you're not, get you some ideas on how to make it. And if not, if not, if not, then you can just listen to us as our suggestions because we're going to start sprinkling in a little of offseason, a lot more Keeper Dynasty in the offseason, but sprinkling in some ideas for DFS. We have a DFS show that Chris and I do. All sorts of good stuff. You can continue to follow us, please do. But if you're over out there in the freeverse, theathletic.com slash, name of the show, the throwback, 40% off because there's baseball coverage and hockey coverage that Chris is doing, as a matter of fact, with the wrestler, Eric Young, if you guys know who he is, and NBA coverage. And again, there's going to be off-season coverage, just like the baseball off-season coverage. There's an article right now from the Marlins guy, the new coach tasked with getting this team to 300 home runs, which is just so pathetic to sound that like that they couldn't even get 300 home runs. But anyway, we're here <laughs> talking football at Chris Meany for Chris, at Brad Ziegler for Brad, at Only Kid for myself. I uh, Guys, holy crap, it's already week 11. And there was flurries outside my window this morning. It, it, it's crazy time of the year. Flurries? It snowed like four inches here the other day. Well, Jeez. you're north of the freaking border. You don't count. <laughs> I know. Yeah, does, does it ever not snow in Canada? Yeah, you know, you get the, the odd flurry mid-July, June. You know, it is what it is. That's why they have a roof at the Rogers Center. Yeah. Chris wakes up and he's like, I have to walk up six feet of snow uphill both ways to work this morning i'll tell you what it's not fun though like it it sucks you know you choose where you live but when winter happens this early and jake you're getting flurries i don't know when's the last time you got flurries in november mm, that, that's why people were like oh, yeah, not this early it. no and people in virginia especially virginia beach down here like they lose their damn minds if it snows if it even flurry snows and i last week people or this past week people were like oh do you hear my my snow tuesday night was the more like you guys are idiots. It doesn't ever snow in November. Like, and these flurries that are out there are like the ones that dissipate before they even hit the ground. So it's not, it's not anything, but I'm sure there's people out there on the roads crashing into each other and driving off into ravines because that's what people in Virginia do. But, uh, no, this is a serious quick question before we get to football. Brad, uh, not Brad, Chris. Do you have boots? Do you have snow boots? Of course. Yeah. I was going to say, no, we, I uh, know that's because you said it's miserable. So when I visited <laughs> wait, in wait, wait, Toronto. Wait. 
Ask him if he has tennis shoes. Ask him if he has anything besides snow boots, because that's all they have in Canada. <laughs> and I love that's wearing flip-flops, too. When I was in Vegas, I brought my flip-flops, and like people in Vegas were like, what the hell is wrong with you? I'm like, yeah, I'm from Canada. <laughs> I'm from Canada. This is like, it's gorgeous. Well, wait, so do you differentiate between sandals and flip-flops? Uh, what, like, what do you mean? Like, I wear flip-flops in the summer. But do you differentiate between sandals and flip-flops? That's what I'm so. I'm just asking because there are people similar like soda and pop and stuff uh, and cola. Gotcha. So I – well, I used to be like you. It's like, Virginia Beach, don't do that in Virginia Beach either. I used to be like you. Everything was just flip-flops, everything. Well, no, they're sandals, the ones that strap that, that don't really flip. So those uh, are like actual okay, yeah. sandals. And like – and then people who call flip-flops sandals just call everything sandals. It was like, well, those aren't really – so yeah. Okay, just I got you. Yeah, you know, you – Totally confused me. I I don't think I've ever. I think I've always just called them flip flops, but you know they don't strap. Are you a flip flop or a sandal guy, Brad? <laughs> uh, I would be flip flops, but yeah, they're. I, I we had to wear the only time I've ever worn sandals. I think in my life was in the shower in in baseball. Like that's you wear just to not get athletes' foot. <laughs> yeah, um, I did that in college. I do that in hockey too. Just yeah, the nastiest so, yeah. <laughs> sandals that you can wear yeah. that you just don't care about. Yeah, you're just wearing them. Athletes. Yeah, um, there's there's a a I will I won't mention a name, but a Hall of Fame pitcher that everybody would know that ooh. that did not wear um, sandals in the shower, and he said, "Well, everybody else does. Why do I need to? Because like the floor is <laughs> clean because no one else, no everybody else wears sandals." So I was like, "Ugh." We'll okay, hear about Brady him. And, we'll hear hear about him in the news. Uh, no. eventually, probably. <laughs> I was ready, Johnson, because he doesn't want to add any more interest to his height and his head touching the screen already. <laughs> I can't even fit the damn shower head. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, no, the reason I asked you about the boots is because I was going to say when I visited Toronto, that was the one thing. Like, I can handle the cold. I had gloves, I had layers, I had the hats. Like, but the one thing was like, man, I should have had, like, boots or something because it's impossible not to get your shoes wet because there's just stuff on the ground everywhere. When, when were you here? Was middle of the winter? Uh, yeah, it was in – I actually got delayed. That was – well, not a surprise. <laughs> that was the one trip, Chris. That was the trip that I had to fly back to Washington, D.C. and drive myself home to make sure I got home. <laughs> Yeah, you you travel well. Uh, no, I don't. All right. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of traveling well, ah, we he doesn't. He's not on the team. Well, he is on the team. He's not playing this year. Ben Roethlisberger, there's your segue to Thursday Night Football. He doesn't travel well, especially within the division facing the Browns. This would have been a game where we would have asked the question, what do we do about Ben Roethlisberger? But we don't have that question because it's the Steelers. So the question now, Chris, is for the Steelers, James Conner, feel good as long as he was practicing because he was practicing yesterday being Tuesday, if what depending on what time you guys are listening to this. So he's full, ready to return against Cleveland on Thursday Night Football. There's question one. And then question two is, can we even start any other wide receivers with confidence? Yeah, I don't know if you can start anything with confidence. It was a big game from James Washington. You know, finally, Rudolph and Washington looked like they played together. They hooked up, um, you know, several times. It was a career game for him, but, I mean, I don't trust him. I don't think I could roll him out there. But James Conner, it was a lot of questions at The Athletic on the chat on, on Tuesday about James Conner. Like, do I even start James Conner if he plays? Well, the last time he played, he got a heavy workload. Um, you know, the Steelers' offense has not been productive. I expect this game to be a lot like the Browns and Bills Last week, maybe 37, 38 points, 40 points. But I think if you have James Conner, you know, I think you roll him out there. He's definitely an RB2. Yeah. No, you start Conner for sure this weekend. And, but the receivers, um, I, am not, and I will say, I'm not confident in Jalen Samuels this week. I, I think this is a week that he, he will potentially not get a lot of run because I think the Steelers are going to win this game. And I, I think they're just going to try to pound Conner in the second half. 
Um, I, I, like you said, I don't start any of the wide receivers with confidence. Um, Deontay Johnson, from a long-term perspective, the, I've done, done a lot of digging into the, his metrics and he is an almost identical clone to Antonio Brown when Antonio Brown came out of college. And I'm not saying he's as good of a route runner or anything like that, but when you look at just their metrics numbers, they are almost the same player. And it almost made me wonder if that's why the Steelers drafted him. They saw all these numbers and they're like, wow, he's basically Antonio Brown. We can, you know, we'll, we'll have this guy long term. I think he long term next year, he makes Juju better because I think he takes a step forward when, when Big Ben comes back. And I all of a sudden think that they're, they're back to having the explosive offense they had in the past, assuming Big Ben's healthy. Well, on the flip side of this game, now this is, uh, Chris mentioned, he heard me do another spot, and I was, t- oh no, that was the serious spot. See, I'm already getting the shows mixed together. That was the serious spot. I did this with Pat, so I'm going to ask you the, the question that I answered. And I said this, Brad, I said, I don't know that I want to start anybody, period, except for the running backs for the Cleveland Browns in this game, because Pittsburgh's defense has been one of the best top five legit potentially in the argument for one or two since they got Fitzpatrick with that addition, especially against the pass. And with Baker Mayfield's struggles, the offensive line struggles, yes, Odell Beckham finally got peppered in their last game. I I, I feel like you have to start Odell Beckham, especially on top of the 14 buys, but I don't want to if I can avoid it. Like I want I want to find a solution for Odell Beckham. So I feel like it's Chubb and Hunt. And how much confidence do you have rolling out Hunt after that first game use? Um, I, I'd be fine rolling out Hunt, but I think we saw what his role is going to be. He's not going to take carries away from Chubb unless Chubb gets hurt. And so it, he's going to be a pass catching back in a PPR format. I'm totally fine rolling him out there because he's, he's got some upside. Um, I'm still okay rolling out Jarvis Landry because he's still getting a lot of targets. He's still catching a lot of them. Um, he, he's still very relevant in this offense. And the one thing that I, I will say that I think could make a big difference if they get David and Joku back this week, and it sounds like there's a good chance he plays, then, then there is a chance that, that, uh, you know, that it'll open up things in the middle of the field for the other receivers. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. I, I like, I like Landry. He showed up. Maybe it's because Odell Beckham's has been shut down by elite corners that, you know, Baker doesn't really have anybody else to throw the football to. So I, I do agree with you. Jake, I, I mean, I don't want to start Odell, but chances are, you know, you, you probably have to. A couple borderline guys, and I say borderline, but I, I may start John Brown over him. I probably would start DJ Moore over him. Those are a couple guys, maybe if you're playing in an 18, 10-team league, I don't know, it's very possible, but, like, as an Odell owner myself in a couple spots, I'm starting him, and it just I, I know that it's been bad. <laughs> And he's been getting some targets. Baker really tried to force him the ball last week, but he was just completely shut and give down. Give White some credit. Yeah, we'll give White a ton of credit. Yeah, he's in. Odell hasn't won those top corner matchups. He hasn't. Part of it's on him. Part of it's on Freddie Kitchens, the line Baker. We've been making excuses all year, but um, you know, I still treat him as a as a wide receiver too. He's not a one, but I treat him as a wide receiver too, and I I will roll him out there. You know what we found out? That Eli Manning is better than Odell Beckham. Yeah. <laughs> so we joked about this weeks ago that he would rather catch balls from Daniel Jones. Well, he was actually catching balls from Eli Manning, although he should have definitely been catching more. So that was 100% tongue-in-cheek, everybody. He got one touchdown. <laughs> so, got one I know. touchdown this year, and it came on a 77-yard digit was a lock. from the Jets. Yeah. You know what the funny thing was? You ask, you say that, Chris, is so the roundtable on our site this week was, what's the worst piece of advice or anything that you can remember in your career? And I know you know the answer that Nando said the same thing. He's like, I know what Jake's is. Like, everybody knows what mine is. But 
my immediate thought was for this season, and my immediate thought was Odell Beckham was a first rounder. Like I, I think, and that's everybody. I don't know anybody who wasn't on the Odell Beckham. Like I know Nando had him as his. I'm not calling out Nando. He wasn't the only one that had him as their number one wide receiver because of the potential, because of the hype around this team, because of Baker Mayfield and all the gloriousness. But nobody had him like outside the top five wide receivers because it was the double digit touchdown potential on its own. Yeah, well, this this the entire offense has. It's just been so disappointing. Nobody really took into effect the the poor offensive line and Freddie Kitchens. We just gave him the we just gave him all the credit, right? He he calm plays amazingly last season towards the end, and we just we just gave him the benefit of the doubt that he was going to be awesome and this offense was going to be great. But I think it actually is going to be a little bit better down the stretch. Obviously, the schedule opens up, but what Brad talked about, especially Kareem Hunt, week. yeah, especially after this week. But you know, Kareem Hunt on the field majority of the time that Chubb was on the field and Chubb was able to have a couple nice runs with Kareem Hunt on there. So I think Yeah, I got I agree I with got a question from somebody I work at, at the Washington Huddle down here and said, What do I do with Nick Chubb? I said, What do you mean? He still ran for over a hundred yards. Like, okay, so he's not gonna be catching four passes a game, but chill out. Like it he's still a top ten running back. The good news is just now that Kareem Hunt's involved. But let's Talk about the bad news for a running back situation. And now McKissick is the lead option for the Lions, question mark, Brad, because I say that because McKissick maybe shouldn't be the lead option. I always say that because we've done the Paul Perkins dance before. And speaking of dance, it's probably the apropos word for what Paul Perkins tries to do on the field too much. But are you in on McKissick as in now he's an RB2 because he had that theoretic old role, but now potentially even more? Or... Are you on the side of this is the best of what McKissick can do? It's going to be Paul Perkins. Even if it's like Kalen Balage and it's miserable, it's not going to be a 60, 65% split for McKissick. Yeah, I, I mean, he, even if McKissick gets all the carries, I don't, I don't want him because I just think this, <laughs> this is, this is a team that's just going to pass. Like they know, like they're, they are handicapped. So that's a good even thing Jeff, for him, Jeff Driscoll. Threw 46 times last week. Like, just imagine what it's like if they get Stafford back. They're going to throw the ball 55 times, and it, that's their running game is a screen pass to McKissick. So yeah, so maybe maybe there is some volume in a PPR type format, um, but from a rushing standpoint, I don't want him. I, I'm not putting him in the in the top 24 running backs this week, so I don't want him as an RB2 even. He's a deep flex play. If I'm, you know, if I've got major bye week issues, then maybe you can roll him out there because he is going to probably be the starter. That's just not a guy that I want in my lineup. Like I look at my lineup and I see JD McKissick in my flex spot. I'm like, crap, I'm losing this week. <laughs> yeah, it, you, you're probably not wrong. In, I mean, in a deeper 14 team PPR league, fine is, as a, as a, I'll flex. go higher than that. I wouldn't want to start him in a, in a 12. I really would. I, I have over, to be pretty over Kalen Balage. Sure, over Kalen Balaj, but what are we talking about here? I mean, we're really getting yeah, pretty you're desperate. Yeah, crumbs. crumbs off. Yeah, we'll no, start no, him no, over Kalen Balaj, hey. but there's Barrage. Barrage. <laughs> I like Barrage. <laughs> Barrage. Barrage. Here he comes. Twenty carries for twenty-five right, here. yards. Here, Chris. You know what we haven't done in a long time. <laughs> what we Make a list. What we talked about. We were going to do last. Oh, week. Brad, you always ruin it now. What, what, what haven't we done in a long time? Because I know the answer now. For like the first three or four times you did it, I didn't know the answer. Now I know the answer. I bet yeah, you but we you're could, not supposed we, to. You still ruin it. We could name twenty. <laughs> we could probably name thirty backs that we'd rather start over JD McKissick. I'm pretty. You know confident. what's funny? The reason I was going to ask you that is because I have him at number thirty. Well, there you go. Uh, you could, Who's dude, after they, him? I but, bet you we could go even higher. I don't think we could. I'm not going to go higher. So I will ask you. Here's the one right behind him. Here's the question. 
This is a big one. And I think there's a legitimate conversation to be had for this person. And Brad was on Twitter, so he knows how I feel about somebody coming after me for his inability to catch the ball. <laughs> it's, that was so ridiculous this morning. Anyway, so I have, I have Ronald Jones at 31. This is half-point PPR rankings. And I know what Ronald Jones did, what Ronald Jones just did. But still was outperformed by Peyton Barber running the ball. Peyton Barber still got the rushing touchdown. Agumawali was still involved. I don't like the matchup as much as I do for Detroit for that they're going to be passing and going to be passing, and that's McKissick's role. So do you want to make a case for Ronald Jones over J.D. McKissick? Yes. I would play Ronald Jones over J.D. McKissick, 100%. Would you, Brad? Mm, I'm going to say no. And just because I, I can't stand – like no one's going to run the ball against the Saints. It's not going to happen. Right. And so you're you're completely reliant on pass catching at that point, whereas at, at least from the Lions' perspective, you know, they – they might give him 10 or 15 carries. You can run the ball against Dallas. It, it at, well, at times, anyways, let's put it that way. If you have a good scheme, you can run the ball against Dallas. Saquon Barkley can't run the ball against Dallas, but other, other, you know, I hurt Saquon Barkley can't, but other teams can. And so, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say I would rather have McKissick at that point, but that's, that's not a week in, week out thing. That's just because I don't like the matchup against New Orleans. Yeah, no, and, and, and that's fair right. too, but I, I would expect him to get a few more carries then. I mean, the upside is definitely higher with Ronald Jones than JD McKissick is not going to get 15 carries. I mean, no, you're wrong. No, I'm not wrong. Guys, don't say that. Oh, no, the 15, either. Yeah, no, the 15 hey, carries. Might, yeah, no, you're not, you're not wrong about the 15 carries. I, was, might, I, I mean, he's had at least, he's had over 15 carries twice this, this year. This sounds like a Canadian loogie bet for. <laughs> I mean, Brian for, Hill just racked up 60 yards against Atlanta. I don't or know. Lo- could Looney, Jones, Looney, could Jones Looney, catch Looney. five or six balls? But on like 20 some carries. Like, it was oh, like, I know. Well, we were talking about scrubs here all around, right? I mean. Jones versus McKissick, week 11. It's on the books. Yes, let's put a loogie on it. All right. Who's yes. 32? Who's third? Oh, I was. If you're, if we're making a list. That. <laughs> no, we, you ruined the list, <laughs> Brad. You're, you're, ruined it. you're supposed to wait and yell it when I finally get to that point. Uh, it's Darius Geis, by the way. Darius Geis. I, I'll take Darius Geis over both those guys. In his first game back? Yeah, thousand percent. Thousand. There's at least. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Let's, let's talk about this. They're game. playing we'll the Jets. Ahead. And did you me, not see what the Jets just did to Saquon Barkley? Guys might be the most overrated back in fantasy in two years. There's, there's that's, no way he's. There's a difference between the Washington here. offensive line and the Giants offensive line right now. Yeah, the Washington offensive line's worse. No, no way. Yes. Not, not than what, not yes. than what the Giants did on Sunday. And Barkley is not healthy for, either. For one game, what they did on Sunday, but it's by far it's the worst. That offensive line is awful. You guys it actually think Adrian Peterson is even going to go away? Like, this isn't Gruden. No. This isn't Healthy Gruden who just put, yeah, AP on the sidelines. I mean, actually, AP, 118 yards, 81, 76, 108. This dude's actually been pretty good over the past four weeks. Hold on. I'm actually pulling this up. So, go. We're, we're, I'm assuming you're on my side, on then, uh, Chris. Yeah, I, I, w- I wouldn't play Geis in, in week one. I, I really wouldn't. Um, I, I understand they want to see what they, they have in him. They, cause they haven't, what does he have? 10 career carries. So they, they want to give him the football, but I don't know about this week. Like talk to me maybe in a couple weeks against Detroit or, you know, maybe Green Bay in week 14, but I don't expect guys to get over 10 carries. All right. I'm looking right now. So the, oh no, I thought this was going to break this down by player. Come on. By position. Here we go. I'm, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find their blocking reports. Here we go. Row. Oh, bye bye. Here we go. All right. I'm falling, I'm pulling it up. Run blocking. Oh, I don't want by game. Oh, screw this. We're moving on. 
<laughs> I was trying to pull up Pro Football Focus. I was trying to pull up the run blocking reports for the Redskins, but it's not as easy as you would think. I know it's here. I just well, it's not as easy story. as you think. Yeah, good story. <laughs> I know it's miserable. I talk about it every damn week on the st- stupid Washington Huddle Show. On the flip side, hey, let's just stick with this game. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell. I mean, we have to start him, but we can finally cut Robbie Anderson, right? Uh, well, I, I yeah, I mean, yes, I guess. Sure, it depends no, yes. on who you cutting for, right? We yeah. can say that, right? Who you cutting for? Are you keeping, keeping? I will Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this guy is. He hasn't. He hasn't touched. It's it's the Crowder show. No, no, no. I'll it's, give you one. We just talked about it on Monday. I'm looking for 2020 when it comes to Andy Isabella. I will cut him for Andy Isabella. Oh, is never getting on my team or roster or lineup ever again. He is done. I gave him one more chance against the Giants last week. We did it on the show. That was his opportunity. There's, there's, how can you possibly, this is David Johnson level. How could you possibly put Robbie Anderson in your lineup now? No, I agree. You can't. Yeah, you can't put him in there. And it's nice that you're, you're coming around on Andy Isabella who just had three targets last week. This is what it's come to. You'd rather play a guy who's going to get one to three targets and has that big boom ability than a guy like Robbie Anderson who has three catches in his last two weeks. I mean, this guy has had one catch or zero in three of his last six games. Yeah, he stinks. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I, I would take Isabella. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to play either one of them, but right. I would rather have Isabella on my bench because it feels like he's trending in the right direction, whereas Anderson's going the wrong the wrong way. Yeah, and it's all about. I'd rather James put Steven Anderson in my lineup. I don't even care anymore. I'm and, done. And how about Crowder? I mean, he has almost 30% of the target share when Sam Darnold is under center. Like, he's just getting a ton oh, of no, work. He got Chris. the narrative revenge there. Uh, I was just about to say it's revenge game. Oh, baby. Revenge like, games, Jamison yep. Crowder may end up really helping people win championships as a guy that we liked early on in the season, and then Darnold went away, and then he stunk, and then he Darnold came back, and he was getting all of these targets. He's got back-to-back games with a touchdown in 80 yards in a full-point PPR league. He, you know, you may have that decision of just starting him as a wide receiver three or a flex, and I mean, good on you if that's the case. I'm I'm <laughs> even okay if he's a wide receiver too. I don't right. I haven't I haven't gotten that deep in my wide receiver rankings yet for the week, but I think he's a, probably a wide receiver two this week. Yeah, I could. Uh, here, I'm not going to make a list. I'm just going to tell you where I have him because you keep ruining it. He's 25th. He ah uh, just almost oh, made it. Brad. Borderline almost. And beyond, so. you know what? Let me, let me bring up that question of who I have right in front of him because this is the next game, fittingly. Jacksonville at Indianapolis. I'm on D.D. Westbrook with Nick Foles back. There's a lot of people who aren't, uh, including Bre- Chris mentioned it, the serious XM spot with Mike Dempsey, who is down there and sees a ton of Jaguars. He's a Chris Conley believer, and we disagreed. And, you know, I told him, it's like it comes down to talent for me. And yes, it was off season and a one preseason game rapport with D.D. Westbrook and Nick Foles, but I still believe in what I saw talent wise. I still believe that if that connection's there, why is it going to go away for, you know, we didn't go too much into the depth and I'm not calling Mike out for this, Chris, but you know, he said, you know, he likes how he looked with Conley. Well, if the report was there and he hasn't been practicing because he's been hurt and now he gets back to like, why is he all of a sudden going to go to Chris Conley? And I think that's the question people are asking of. Is he going to go to DJ Chark? Because all of DJ Chark's breakout 
has not been with Nick Foles. So where are you as of today trying to figure out the pecking order for the Jaguars? And are you ready to put D.D. Westbrook, D.J. Chark, or even Chris Connolly, any of them inside your top 25 confidently, or two of them even? Yeah, I I, th- I think Chark still. I, I do expect a maybe slight downgrade, but I, I still view him as a wide receiver too. Like He's a top 10 wide receiver right now in fantasy. I had to double-check that. And that's, that is the case. But for, for DD, Conley is, um, let's skip around here. Conley is probably for me just like a wide receiver four is like really, really desperate. I do have a lot of faith in, in DD and there just hasn't been, the sample size is, is extremely small. But what we, like maybe in practice, what Dempsey's saying, sure, with Conley, but in that preseason game that I watched where I think Nick Foles threw the ball 13 times and seven of them went DD's way and in week one, Didi, I know not a lot of time with Foles. Chark had the touchdown, but Didi was still getting some looks as well. He also had a touchdown in week one against Kansas City. We know what Nick Foles does. He spreads the ball around, but he also gets the ball out of his hands pretty quickly. They play to his strengths. Filippo is there, and he, he spent some time with him before in Philadelphia. And Nick Foles likes to utilize the slot. He just has before in the past, and we can only go by a handful of throws in Jacksonville, I do have confidence that Didi will show up. I don't think he's a wide receiver too, but before he was hurt, he was getting a lot of volume and a lot of play as well. The touchdowns have not been there, but the touchdowns haven't been there for Jacksonville all year. You can say that about everyone besides DJ Chark. So I view, I guess I would view Chark as a two, Westbrook as a three, and Conley as more of a four. I just, I'm not quite there yet. He's shown up lately, but again, it's a small sample size with Foles under center. I'm good with, with the, with Westbrook as a three and Conley as a four. Um, but I, I have Shark as the top 10 this week. Um, I think that and it, it's this is going back to, again, a small sample size, one quarter of play, but it was against the Chiefs. And watching that game, Foles was feeding the ball to, to Shark early in the game. It wasn't a lot of targets, but it was like in the red zone. He threw that jump ball. Shark made a great catch on it. That was, you know, the first touchdown of the year. And that was the play that Foles got hurt on. But it made me think, like, when he gets into the red zone, this is going to be the jump ball situation to DJ Shark. And he's going to let that athleticism take over. I think Shark's a top 10 guy going forward the rest of the season. I know he has been to this point, um, but he's been a little inconsistent. I think he's a top 10 guy every single week from here on out. That's certainly fair. Oh, by the way, it took all this time. I finally found it, Brad. <laughs> so yes. the the Redskins and the Giants offensive lines are basically equally miserable. The, the the one difference is that the Redskins have Brandon Scherf at an 80, but then they have a bigger drop-off behind them. They have a 71, a 56, a 59, and a 59. The Giants don't have an 80. They have a 71, a 67, a 61, a 61, and a 51. So as you can see, yeah. the Redskins have the one high person skewing it. The Giants have better balance, but they're both equally miserable. Yeah, I would agree with that. The, the Jets have given up. It's, it's kind of a weird stat, but they've given up 10 rushing touchdowns, and n- only one other team in the top 20 run defenses has, has given up double digits, and that's Seattle. And so it's something, you know, it almost kind of feels like you get inside the five, you can run the ball against them, but you're going to have a hard time moving it down the field that way. I just think... I, I don't know. I, I'm a I'm a guy's believer. I'm a I'm I'll be a guy's truther if you want to use that word. And um, because I, I think he's I think he's it doesn't I'm not saying he's gonna go out and run for hundred and twenty yards or anything like that. I just think I would have him over Ronald Jones or JD McKissick. You saw his face and you're out of your mind. Let's go to the next one. Buffalo <laughs> <right>. at Miami. <laughs> Chris, 
This is your team. No, I'm just kidding. Well, it's <laughs> your local. Every time. I know. I it's your it. localist team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Bill Nation, the, uh, the, what the hell's the name of their foot clan out there? No, that's the footballers. Oh, they, uh, <laughs> Bills Mafia. Bills that's Mafia, what I was trying to think yeah. of. Yeah, I couldn't Mafia. think of it for some reason. They'll be throwing themselves through tables. The best, did you see the one over the past weekend where the lady tried to elbow the table? <laughs> it did, it did just, it break? Yeah, it's like a brick wall. <laughs> just bounced oh, right these off of are, it. That, that's the best one is when they try to do something that doesn't work. Uh, are we firing up? Uh, well, no, I don't even need to ask that question. We are firing up the passing game, and Cole Beasley is even in play this week. But the question now is Devin Singletary, huge letdown for what everybody was hoping for. The snaps were still there, yeah. but... Matt Forte disease, as I, we brought up on Monday, but do we care because it's the Dolphins? Can we just be like, hey, you know what? Singletary and Gore are in play this week. Yeah, I think actually both can be in play. It's super risky to start Frank Gore, but I still will lean Singletary. I'll just, you know, maybe maybe that's a one-off. I don't know. You said it. That's what exactly what I was going to say. He still played a, a majority of the snaps. He was still on the field a, a ton, even though he didn't get that goal line look. It was, it was Frank Gore, and that kind of – that was annoying for sure, and that may just be the case. I mean, you saw the week before, it was three straight times they, they ran Gore right into the line. He got stuffed every time. They had no issues really going back to him. So, I, But against Miami, it's just such a good spot. And, and all of these guys kind of showed up last time they played Miami. Obviously, Josh Allen, John Brown, Cole Beasley you mentioned. So uh, I like a lot of these guys if you're, in a, if you're in a pinch. But I definitely think Josh Allen is – I don't want to go as high as top five, but I think he's a QB1 this week. And you could certainly roll him out if you're afraid of maybe Jameis against the Saints, even without Marshawn Lattimore there. So I, I may be, uh, this may be crazy. I, and I'm not saying Josh Allen is, is not a QB one this week. I, I'm not a huge fan of the running backs this week. And I know it's, it sounds crazy, but the Dolphins run defense has been playing better the last couple of weeks. And I, I feel like they've got some, some pretty good mojo going. So I, I think Allen, you know, just in a scrambling sense might be able to run the ball against them, but I'm not super high on, on Singletary and Gore this week. I, I'm probably going to be lower than consensus on both. Uh, definitely on Gore. Um, but I, I would put Singletary ahead of him um but i like low-end rb2 i'm not i don't have either one of them as somebody I, i'm super confident playing this week really yeah I, I just i didn't like what they did you know like i i watched a lot of that game because i had picked the colts in in one of my survivor and they because it was a later game i was desperate oh, so to bitter. try to uh, well <laughs> bitter but just watching them like marlon mack wasn't special against them and I, that was a game where i thought like you know, when you look at what, what certain teams have done early in the season against the Dolphins from a running standpoint, I thought Marlon Mack might go for 125 and a couple scores. 19 carries, 74 yards, like it was a close game the whole time, so it wasn't a game script thing. He just didn't, they, they, and the Colts have a great offensive line. And I, I thought the Dolphins just did a really good job shutting him down. They tried to force Brian Horry to beat him. I'm gonna say the same thing, like shut the running game down and make Josh Allen beat you with his arm. I would take 74 yards from Singletary and a couple grabs. I'd be happy with that, and I'd move on. Sounds like something we should be listening to your uh, betting show on, Chris. Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, we are all over Miami. This is one of the one of the few locks we got last week on best on the board. That spread was just too high, and the Colts opened up as 16-point favorites. Are you kidding me? What the heck for? Every single <laughs> game that they've played has been decided by a Speaking touchdown or fewer. Seven or fewer points. Quick. I don't want to talk about somebody else's show, but real quick, did you see that when – when Pat was trying to bring up the spread for the the game. I think it was the Bills game. Yeah, it was. It was the Bills game on his show. 
Uh, Did you see that? Uh, when, when he does last it week with, with Cleveland? No, this week with Tim Andercust and uh, uh, and, oh, and, and Jeff. Jeff. No, I didn't see. Oh, they kept interrupting him. <laughs> oh, you don't it. interrupt Pat, yeah. <laughs> oh, he lost it because he's like, I know what the spread is. He's like, oh, really? F, 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 you know what it is? Go ahead. And he's like, it's five and a half. He's like, no, it's F and not. It moved to five. This is what, but it's your show. Like, what it, oh, it's the best. Go watch it. Just that clip. It was, yes. It's always great to see Pat lose it. <laughs> Moving on for the, the Dolphin side of it. Do we worry about Devontae Parker with all this number one coverage, especially now Tredavious White? Like, is he even startable this week? Yeah, that's a concern. A lot of Parker questions, too, at the Athletic, because he's just been so money. I feel like we talk about him every week. He's been pretty solid, not giving 100 yards, but giving you 50 to 70 and finding the end zone. But this is such a, a tough matchup for him. I, I don't know if I would play him this week. Um, but I, I do like Gusecki. Maybe he'll get a few more targets in the middle of the field. I know he's disappointing, but the fact that they're going to have that top that top corner in white. White is just such a boss. He can shut down anybody. He can certainly shut down Parker in this matchup. But I would still expect, we've said this before, Ryan Fitzpatrick to force the ball to Parker. I, I would still expect him to get seven or eight targets in this game. He just may not be that efficient with them. Yeah, I, I'm good with that. And I and, and even if he is efficient, they're not going to be downfield downfield catches most of the time. They're probably going to be the 10, 12 yard variety. So I, you know, I, I think you can get four catches, 50 yards out of him, but I just wouldn't expect a whole lot more than that. Okay. Running game. No, we're not touching. I'm I mean, not, you're not going, no, no, no. <laughs> not going back to barrage. The barrage. No chance. The barrage. Kind of mirage. Yeah, no chance. <laughs> so let's start Ronald Jones over him. So how about Denver? Uh, Brandon Allen, maybe not as bad as the situation as you think. And what the Cowboys just did to the Vikings pass defense. Cortland Sutton. Yes. Noah Fant. Yes. But that's it. Yes. Chris. Yeah, I don't even know if I would start Noah Fant. I mean, I guess if you have I mean, to. Have you seen the tight end position? Yeah, well, yeah, I know. I have. <laughs> Luckily, I don't have to have to start him. <laughs> uh, but you may you may have had Hooper. You know, George Kittle's still in question. There, there are a few guys. I have him 17 this week. Here's Noah all Fant? right. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So if you're in a 12 oh, no, team, here, I'll you're, get not, one for you're you. not starting him. I got one. And this involves the same team of the one that we just did earlier with. Would you start Noah Fant or O.J. Howard? Oh, I would start O.J. Howard. I'm not. I'm starting Noah Fant. Brad? You just told us um, last on Monday O.J. Howard's back. He's in your lineup. He every- is back, but he's facing the Saints I this know, week. and that's that was that was part of it. You can't just say he's back and then he's not back two days later because he's facing the Saints. <laughs> like He's still back. He's at 18. He's still starting for oh, most teams. Man, tight end position is just so nasty. It's gross. Uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll take, I'll take Fant. Um, but I... Not by a lot, and I, I'm not super high on Fant this week. It's, it's, you know, but it's like, oh, 150 yards, 146 yards. All right, fine. Yeah, Denver's going to – I know Allen looked okay and sudden, but this is – to go into Minnesota and try to move the football in Minnesota, and, and, and they want to use both backs and Freeman and Lindsey. You saw what Zeke was just running into walls against that, that run defense. This is – I don't was their goal, and they did their goal. Yeah, I, d- just I don't Zeke expect away. Denver to – I'd be shocked if they get to 14 points. All right, so anything on the Vikings side of things with Stefan Diggs? Is, with no Adam Thielen, is he startable against the Broncos? you got to assume he's going to see Chris Harris yeah, I'll wherever let, he goes. I'll let Brad take this away because last week I had said I what I saw against Kansas City and we talked about maybe that was just a one-off. I don't know. I think he needs Thielen on the field to be productive. I, I completely agree. I this I want Dalvin Cook and no one else on the on the Vikings right now. You're completely touchdown dependent with the tight ends. Um, you know, yeah, they Rudolph got two touchdowns last week because they were both one yard throws. Like in reality, those should be Dalvin Cook touchdowns. 
And I'm not sure. It was almost just kind of like they were afraid of a stack box or something. But Dalvin Cook could easily have three scores in that game, and and Kyle Rudolph could have had zero catches outside of a two point conversion. So I, uh, I I want Cook, and I don't want anyone else in the Vikings this week. So I'm not even that concerned for that aspect, but where I don't I don't necessarily agree that he needs Adam Thielen. I go back to what we said a couple of weeks ago. I think you need somebody who pressures the quarterback. And the downside to this is that. If you want to say that Adam Thielen, that's fine. It's going to be hard to prove without it. But Denver's not even inside the top 20 in pressure in the quarterback. They have a great secondary, but they don't pressure the quarterback, which means Kirk Cousins doesn't have to think quickly, which means, yeah, I'm with you. I don't want to start Stefan Diggs this week. I kind of feel like you're going to have to. It's, he's in the Odell Beckham, Juju Smith, Schuster. Like, how do you bench a talent like that? You know, maybe at this point, if you're well off and you're into the playoff run, you have a team that you built so good that you have somebody like DJ Chark that showed up and other options. But I find it hard for most teams to be able to bench a Diggs. I don't know back up. Odell or Diggs. Sure. Yeah, you, you don't bench him. But like, I would, you know, I would go about Odell like over DFS. Diggs. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not putting either one of these guys in my DFS lineup. But if, you know, from that standpoint, I, oh, no, you, you, you have money team, you're not benching him. Actually, to be, to be honest, Chris and a half PPR, I might still lean Diggs. Diggs over That's Odell. so tough. Yeah. Diggs, Odell, Brad. Pick one. Uh, give me Diggs, but. What three three catches forty yards and that still probably outdoes Odell. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you said you have to be drunk to play these guys in DFS. I mean, you've been you've been drunk for weeks if you've been you know keep going back to them because every single week Odell just it's amazing. I, I think his price week one was eight K maybe on DraftKings. I'm just kind of checking here on the fly because he was like six K. I know we don't do a lot of DFS here, DFS here on the show, but this guy is basically free. For, 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 and it's just so weird to see his name. He's playing Thursday Night Football, that's why I can't see him. But he was $6,100 last week. He's just been free and you just make the excuse for him that he's gonna turn it around and he does not show up. He's 40, 42nd in fantasy points per game and half PPR. Wow. Insane. So not even a wide receiver three. So he's, pr- he's a bigger bust than Juju because at least we can give the excuse that Who Juju. Who is? Odell. Because Odell. we have to oh, give okay. the excuse to Juju that, you know, there's no Big Ben. That's the, well, that's no, no, the bottom no. I mean, line, the, I the Browns. Complete as an entirety outside of Nick Chubb All disappointment. Yes, yeah. just bust that entire team. Good God, it's hey Freddie Kitchens, go back to be offensive coordinator. Let somebody else take control. Fire him. Actually, don't. Do what that, was the point? Man. What was the point of bringing in Monkin if he's just a place like he does nothing? There was even an article on our site. I think it's by Zach Jackson talking about how Monkin came in and said, "I I know I'm coming in, not to even call the plays." Like, then what are you there for? Like seriously, here, hold my clipboard. Thanks. Like. Yeah, the Browns look, they look silly. They look like the Browns are going to Browns. You know what? You know what he did? Maybe, maybe he should pull the Dan Quinn and give up the (laughs) defensive duties. Although he's not doing that, but I'm just kidding. All right, so speaking of the Falcons, but we're not talking about the Falcons because we're going to the Saints game because that's who they shut down. That's where I got the segue there for that. You see that? That was a long transition for anything. But anyway, go ahead. Chris. (laughs) Saints. (laughs) Uh, you know how I feel. Traquan Smith, if you're boomer bust, Ted Ginn lost his snaps to Traquan Smith immediately. Uh, you and I, that was part of the reason you were asking about something. Who was it? Was it Ted Ginn versus Darius Slayton? Was that the one? Uh, yeah, yeah, Ted Ginn. I, I needed your, because I know how yeah, much you the love Darius the Giants, Slay- I needed your, well, you know, so, your no, final stamp of approval. That was my concern about Traquan Smith, and it was confirmed is what I'm saying. It's my assumption going in was that he was going to hurt him. The What we found out immediately was Traquan Smith more snaps. Ted Ginn actually went 0 for 3 on his opportunities, and he did have one more target. But, again, Traquan's on the field more. So forget all about that. The only question I want to ask you about the Saints, 
Drew Brees still had a fine game without passing for touchdowns, which was the shocking thing. That entire team was a letdown. That was the letdown performance for a single week of the season. But Alvin Kamara, we know what the Buccaneers' run defense does. There's been one that's looked really good running the ball, Chris Carson, and there's been one with Christian McCaffrey who found the end zone because he got through to the passing game but didn't have a whole lot of yards. Is Alvin Kamara, is it strange to say this can be a get-right game because of the passing game for him? Yeah, it is strange to say it could be a get-right game because we just said that it was a get-right game and he didn't do anything against Atlanta, and now he's up against a tougher run defense. So what are you really banking on here from Alvin Kamara, five or six catches? I took a peek at your rankings. I'm not going to come at you like some other people who who like, oh, Jake told me that Ronald Jones can't catch. I was actually shocked to see that Alvin Kamara is as highly ranked in your rankings. Yeah, I don't understand why. I would play McCaffrey, Cook, Elliott, Jacobs, well, I mean, Fournette, they're both in front Gordon, of them. Chubb. I'd play all of those guys. I know we're splitting hairs. And, oh, why do you hate Alvin Kamara? He's at, he's at four or five. Like, I, I get all <laughs> yeah, of that dick. stuff. But at the end of the day, <laughs> why are you ranking him ahead of Josh Jacobs or the passing game? Or because Fournette or Gordon? Because you saw what he did last week. Ten targets, eight receptions, 50 yards. And he still somehow didn't find the end zone. And the Buccaneers' pass defense, if one thing that Kamara, they, the Christian McCaffrey that I bring him up is because that's where you do the damage. You do it in the passing game. I think that Kamara can do enough in the passing game where I don't even care if he gets one carry in this game. I think he can do enough to be a top five running back this week in the passing game. And I, I'm not saying that's not possible. I, I don't see it because the games where Alvin Kamara blows up is when he's doing both. He's not doing one or the other. He's going to, it's, he, he's not going to get 20 carries. We know that because he didn't even do it last week it in a game four. that they should have. And against Tampa, you don't run the ball as much. He he may get, you know, he might get 10 carries this week, but he's there's a good chance he duplicates his receiving total. The difference is the teams that, that or the players that do well in receiving against Tampa Bay are the wide receivers going against the cornerbacks. It's not the running backs against the linebackers. And I know Alvin Kamara is an elite talent from, you know, out of the backfield. I think he he could duplicate what he did last week, but I love Michael Thomas and Traquan Smith this week. Like that's that's I, I think there's a chance that they both finish as top ten wide receivers this week. Um, and, and just because you know Traquan might only catch three or four balls, but he might have a Christian Kirk type week where they're all deep ball touchdowns over the top because the the Tampa Bay can't stop that. And then Michael Thomas is going to get probably fifteen catches. We all you know the the volume's just insane with him. So there's a chance that I think they both finish as top ten or twelve wide receivers. Yeah, yeah that's certainly fair. Maybe it's too high, but also Kamara was the one of the few. He totaled over a hundred yards against this team before without a touchdown. And I kind of liken it back to their playoff game against the Rams last year where Kamara went ballistic and did nothing running the ball. It was, I think, almost a hundred yards receiving. So, hey, this is why we have the show. We debate. I mean, you're I mean, playing this him, is... right? You're obviously playing him. Oh, yeah. Like, it's the end of the yeah. day. Like, we're, we're not talking about it. We, we know what no, you can you, do. Yeah. We're playing them. I'm an idiot and you hate them. And I don't, I'm not a completely sold on Tracon. I understand the upside and stuff, but I mean, this, I don't, I don't know. No, I, I have I, him as like a wide receiver four or five with the, it's, this is, hey, you're going to score 17 points or zero. Like, yeah. that's, I mean, Jared Cook I'm was just, decent last week. 10 targets. I, br- I brought him up for the fact of not using Ted Ginn. Like right. Ted Ginn is completely off the yeah, radar. Oh, now. Yeah, oh yeah, for um, sure. That was just the six teams on by. How about, you're desperate. How about a get right this way? And I asked both of you guys this. Brad, do we know? Obviously we don't. But do we know? We assume Lattimore is going to go on Mike Evans and maybe this is the get Like, I guess the question might be is, are we done? When are we done ranking Godwin as a wide receiver one? Isn't Lattimore hurt? Yeah, I think he's, I, I don't think he's not playing. Did he, he's weak to did week. he hurt? Yeah, yeah he's, he's hurt. This is great um, news for Mike Evans. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm oh, good. So are like, we, I actually so think that, this that is, we're back to the, the shootout game. 
Yeah, we're back yeah. to the shootout. But is Godwin going to get involved? This could be. Yeah. The, this week he does because so if Lattimore is the typical one and he's out, they're two slides over to guard Mike Evans and then they, he's got the number three cornerback guarding him. Yeah, absolutely. This is no, both of them. I, I think they could both go over a hundred yards. This might be, this is the, uh, uh, finally the game that I'm, I've been hoping for. I've called this a couple of times. I don't think so. I think this is a chance that both these teams score 40 points this week. You know, so, but that's my point is the last two weeks now. We're at the point where Godwin is on the level where seven catches for 61 yards is disappointing. Six catches for 74 yeah, yards is disappointing. Yeah. That's how we're treating Godwin, and deservedly so. 10.4 at half-point PPR two weeks in a row. Disappointment. But for those past two games, Seattle, past defense, Arizona last week was supposed to be they can both go off, they can both go off. Both have been Mike now, Evans. Peterson was shadowing him. Peterson played pretty well last week. And- right. And he still caught so six seventy four. Is, so. is that just how you feel because there's no Lattimore? It's just this is the final. This is the week we've been calling for. This is the Will Fuller week we've been calling it for the last three weeks in a row. Yeah, like I, I mean, and like you said, like we've kind of seen his floor. His his worst game this year was three catches, forty yards, and that was real early. He only had four targets. He's had eight targets, nine targets, twelve targets. Those last three games, he is getting opportunity, and against the Saints, uh, against a number three or four cornerback, he's gonna he's gonna. Do you catch know who that game was against, more by the way, of all teams? The Giants, I know. Yeah. <laughs> his it was his two worst games are against the Giants and the Titans, Chris. But it was all all because of a volume thing. You look at all the games where he's had, you know, seven or more targets, which has been all but two games. He's been Well, the Titans relevant. one was a letdown, too. Sure, he had sure. Eight targets and that was, game. yeah. So, and, and Tennessee's got it. I feel like a pretty good defense. I don't. I know they're, like, middle of the pack, but. I want to hear I, Chris I, tell us why he hates them. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, he already, I mean, he already lit up the Saints earlier in the year, seven for 125 and two scores. I, the Marshawn, the Lattimore injury week to week, I mean, this is huge news for Mike I Evans. Yeah, I missed that. It is because not only this year, I mean, you go look at Evans' game log, he, and against the Saints, three targets, zero catches, didn't even bother looking his way, but this has been a thing now for a couple years, and they've gotten into it, they've scrapped before in the field, it's just, it's been a heck of a battle when those two go toe to toe, and Marshawn Lattimore has had the benefit of the doubt like he has won a lot of those battles so this is just it's it's amazing news for Evans I was looking down at this schedule as an Evans owner and thinking oh my god I gotta get I need a win and I got Lattimore dealing with Evans that that sucks this is great it's great for Jameis it's great for everybody in the Tampa offense and I agree with Brad I think it's it's going to be a high scoring game and yeah, I mean, there's nothing really else to say. Michael Thomas over under 182 yards like he had the first time. <laughs> Probably. I mean, we could see we could see three, four players in this game. If, if Alvin Kamara is going to be heavily involved in what he can do in the passing game, we could see three or four players get flirt with 100 yards in this game. Well, so – And I'll take the under on that, but I think there's well, there's an over well, of 12 catches. I'll take the over of 10, 12 catches, though. Top 10 wide out. If Traycon gets 100 yards – No, uh, hold 10. on, hold on. If you, yeah, if you're going to tell me over on 12 catches, I'm going to, I might take the over on 180, by the way, for Michael Thomas. No, I think I'm going to say around 13 catches, 160 yards, and a touchdown. All right, so – Monster week, but still not. <laughs> Monster week. Because I, I, I just think Traquan Smith is, is, is going to get the deep balls. The dude already has 1,000 so, yards in the season. We're heading into week 11. He's going to have like 1,000 yards in this game. All right, so are you, you talk about that. This is the one corner I did notice, and I did see is there's no James Bradbury. Chris, I kind of feel like it's we haven't had it yet. It's one time a year. It happens at some point. Is this the week that Julio Jones goes off for like 203 touchdowns? Yeah, maybe. Uh, it certainly could. I, he, he's done this before against this team, right? Um, 
So, yeah, I, I, I what do you have, the, the 300-yard game or the 280 or whatever it was, I think was against Carolina. Um yeah, I guess so. It certainly could. You it, guess it, it's Julio. It's Julio. He's a stud, of course. He could get. He he could definitely. I don't think he's going to get go off like that. But I would say a hundred yards if I was a betting man. And by the, the way, the, the, the two over under was eighty five. I'd take eighty five. Yeah, the two fifty three and two touchdowns was against the Buccaneers. Was it against the Bucs? Okay. Yeah. I mean, but sure. I'm putting Julio Jones in every DFS lineup I could find this week. Yeah, I mean, the same thing applies. You know, you don't have Freeman. Not that they had much of a run game. What do you really expect from from Brian Hill? But Freeman was taken away in the passing game. That's the other reason I like Julio Jones. Yeah, he was getting a few catches. Um, so, and no Watson Hooper is also a big a Which big is factor. why I like Calvin Ridley. Is, is Calvin Ridley top 20 for you guys this week? He is for me. That was one of the – I don't know if you saw that, Chris, because you're joking about it. But in the oh. comments, is why is Calvin Ridley so high? <laughs> no, I didn't see that. And, and the answer should be – well, because who else is he throwing it to? The number one tight end in football is sideline. So yeah, yeah, I I agree. I I'm top twenty on both of them. Julio top five for sure. Um and and I I mean Gage. I really like Brian Hill this week. Russell Gage. So they Aaron Jones had 93 yards last week on only 13 carries. Had a you know touchdowns like he I I feel like it's a really good opportunity for Brian Hill to take a step forward and potentially start stealing that starting job from Devontae Freeman when Freeman comes back healthy. If Brian Hill plays well the next couple games, he may he may stay in there. All right, so I have a question for you, for you guys. Um, well, on the flip side of this, I mean, do we need to talk about Carolina? It, no, we don't. It's CMC, we'll DJ Moore. Although Kyle, Kyle, Allen, Kyle Allen is an interesting – Yeah, he's a great streamer. Yeah, that's it. Two, two quarterback leagues. Yeah, the end. I want to circle back to one that we kind of glossed over real quick, and we'll come back to it. We didn't touch on the passing game for the Colts. That's going to obviously swing on Jacoby Brissett if he's out there or not with Brian Hoyer. And then again, wide receiver. You know, that's look. That's the team we know the answer to. And I wanted to come back to this game because I want to ask you guys a question. Is one of the things we know about it and why nobody really cares that much about the Colts is because I think Marlon Mack is this year's running back version of Michael Thomas. And I haven't responded to the comment yet in the rankings. But I'm going to. You know I'm going to. We said Max always ranked favorable, but he's been pretty disappointing. I'm benching him for OBJ. He has not been disappointing. He's been Michael Thomas this year. You know how many games he has under eight points? One. You know how many times he's got under 20 touches? One. If you're going to give me that, yeah, okay. He's only scored double digits four times, but... If you're going to, this is the, I got, this I said, Chris, this was the complaint Michael Thomas people had last year is that, oh, Michael Thomas hasn't scored a Julio Jones game. Okay. Well, he scores 15 points every damn week. What do you want? So Marlon Mack, most disrespected running back in fantasy? Uh, I think so. I bring him up all the time in the DFS show when we talk about cash plays because there's, there's a safety there and I don't bring him up in terms of tournaments because I don't know what his ceiling really is and he's only had that big one blow up game and I think it came week one when he went off against the Chargers. But in terms of just opportunities and carries per game, 20 carries per game that ranks fourth among running backs. And for me, in terms of, you know, playing cash or just rolling out a running back and that people are, you know, don't seem to like, I like the fact that there's a little bit of safety there that I know that this guy is going to touch the ball 17 times. Yeah, I agree with you, Brad. He was he's pretty underwhelming last week against Miami, only 74 carries, but he still touched the ball 20 times. 74 gets, carries, or, holy crap. Yeah, 74 yards, holy crap, <laughs> this guy's getting the ball. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, over 80 yards on 20 touches. It's fine. It's not great, but it's... Again, it's much better than rolling out some of these other scrubs that we're talking about, like Jones and J.D. McKissick, and just opportunity. This guy is getting opportunity behind a really solid offensive line dealing with third-string quarterbacks. 
Yeah, I, I'm good with that. I, I, I think Marlon Mack is the perfect running back too, because he gives you a pretty safe floor. And that's, and then you have your guy above him that could potentially blow up, but you're, he's not going to give you a, you know, a, a single digit game very often. He's just, he's really solid and they use him some in the passing game. He does kind of everything you want and you know that there is a ceiling there like, well, like we saw in week one where all of a sudden he may jump up and, and, you know, grab a, you'll grab a whole bunch, especially if, if Jacoby Brissett is there. I think Brissett elevates Marlon Mack's floor quite Agreed. a bit. Um, so. If Brissett comes well, back, I, I really thing. like Mac. The biggest thing also hampering Marlon Mack this year, where if he was anywhere near last season, people probably wouldn't even be complaining, is the three rushing touchdowns. So last year he had a touchdown on every 21 carries. This year, every 58. Like, I understand it's no Andrew Luck and there's a little bit of regret, but to go that far the opposite direction is just kind of like, hey, maybe there's some positive touchdown regression coming for him. So all that being said, Marlon Mack, disrespected. Houston. Yeah. Well, one thing to Baltimore. talk about in that game no. was interesting. Best game ever. Ebron, 12 targets last week. I mean, we were all looking for for the wideouts. I know Ebron had – there was some rumblings that Ebron talked to Frank Reich. He wants the ball more. Frank Reich says, yeah, i got to get him more utilizing the offense. But yeah, I don't need to catch. Yeah. Well, I don't know, like five maybe, but still. Exactly. But No, I know, but everyone like, oh, Chester Rogers, you know, oh, Naheem Hines, Zach Pascal, You know, it, it seemed to be a whole lot of Doyle and Ebron, which I think we mentioned on that show. It, you know, if there's no – We did. Oh, Doyle yeah, rules. If there's no T.Y. Hilton, it's both of these tight ends. They're, they get the uptick, not, not, like, not like a guy like Chester Rogers. Doyle's the bestest. And Dion He's still underpriced in DFS. We're going to talk about him. Yeah. You're not. No. Freaking dentist. <laughs> Who goes to the dentist? <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Actually, right. I need to go. I want to talk about the game of the week. Houston to Baltimore. Are we, are we Jeez, disagreeing? This is so the game long. of the week. No, I know minutes. Brad's going to, Brad's going to say Monday night football is game of the week. So whatever. No, I, Houston. no, I won't say that. <laughs> as much as I'm excited about the Chiefs playing on Monday night football, no, this is the game of the week. And it's, to me, it's, it's right. It's just a tick above that, that, uh, Saints Tampa Bay game, uh, just because of the potential for explosiveness. Can we like? Why can't we get one of these flex to the four o'clock games? That would have been so terrific. Something. I mean, we or, do have or move it to Sunday night. Something like who oh, else yeah. wants the, Ram, the Rams and the Bears? Like, gross. That's so but, gross. Yeah. yeah that is, right. did, you, did, did everybody get your notifications yesterday of the three Saturday games? I forgot we were doing that this year. That's annoying. Anyway, yeah, uh, what are we talking about here? I mean, honestly, like. You guys tell me. I, I kind of feel like there's nothing that people don't know if they've been playing fantasy for 11 weeks now. Yeah, in uh, this yeah. game specifically. Well, yeah, I, they're really. You're right. There really isn't a whole lot to say. I mean, people were complaining about Mark Andrews last week. He he definitely showed up. Marquise Brown had a touchdown. It, it's just, just play all the studs. It looks like Will Fuller is going to come back. Honestly, I'd probably I'd probably roll him out as a flex. I don't know, just because this game has a total of 52. If no, I'm just laughing. Yeah, it's Will Fuller. I know it is. It's Will Fuller, um, which is even worse news, I guess, the for QT. But, uh, yeah, he is the worst. But if he's going to come back, I don't know. I play stills, too. Like, there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. I can't wait. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. This, one thing that's interesting in this one is the Texans are the number three defense against the rush, and that's what the Ravens love to do. And so we're really going to put them to the test. And, and see, they've got a really good front seven. Even without J.J. Watt, it's a really good front seven. So it'll it'll be – I'm not saying Lamar might not get loose when he's when he's scrambling or, or whatever. I'm, that's definitely a possibility. But just like from a Mark Ingram standpoint, just, you know, running the ball between the tackles, the, it'll be interesting to see if the, if the uh, Ravens can control the clock like they have in a lot of the games that they've done really well this year. 
Yeah. It's a good point. Right. They've been really good Mar- against backs. Marquise Brown? No snap. Well, not no stuff, but no decent amount of snaps last week. Can we start him as a wide receiver, too, given the matchup? Or is the concern that the snaps still aren't there? Where are you on that? Oh, yeah. I want Marquise Brown in my lineup this week. The Texans Everybody does, the but, but I, four for, I go back four to Four for 80 in a touchdown with low snaps last week. And I know it was Cincinnati, that's, but Cincinnati's technically better against the pass than the Texans are. They're low snaps so, all, all year, low snaps, man. Yeah, like I, yeah, he's, this is, this could be a game. It could, it very well could mirror week one or, or come close to it because he, if, if Jackson can hit him, there's a chance to get over the top against Houston for sure. So yeah, I, I want Marquise Brown top, uh, top 12 wide out this week. 12? Yeah, top 12. <laughs> I just looking at his Give him snap counts. 18% week one, 65, 75, 81, 46. And then he was hurt, 0-0 by 57 and only 40. So it's not like this guy has had a ton of snaps. I mean, 55 on average over the course of the season is not a lot, but we know his big playability. I don't, I don't treat him as a two, but again, we know what his upside is. He's very boomer bust. He's treating him as a one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. He could, he could, like, would we be shocked if he came in here Monday and he was a one and the game had yes. 55 points? I'm not, I'm not worried <laughs> yes, about the snap count last week because they were up by so much. Like it, it was a game that they didn't need to pass. Like I think there's yeah, a chance is, this, they're going to true. need to pass in this game. Yeah. That is true. You bring up a good point. Um, yeah, we would be shocked, I guess, if he's a one, but I'm going to treat him as a three. I don't own any of this. I don't own any shares of him. Uh, kind of bummed. I do want him I'm this sorry. week. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, okay. I, am I bummed? Because. Yeah, you yes, had 30 you points you week one, 12, 5, 4, you 9, 0, 0, 6. <laughs> I know, I thought I was bummed, but I'm talking myself out of it. Maybe I'm not as bummed. <laughs> You're talking yourself out bummed. of bum and shit. I will be bummed Monday when he finishes as a top one or top <laughs> ten wider. <laughs> just, just to back up what I'm saying, I just moved him to the number 12 spot in my Fantasy Pros rankings. You had to week, move so. him. He wasn't there. Where'd you move I, him? I haven't done it yet. I hadn't got that far down yeah. yet. I haven't done my wide receivers at all. Where's so. Brown scrolling down? All right, up to 12. No, he was, he was, he was slotted in at number 25 just in like the, this is what they go. give you when you start. I, I moved him I up have, to 12. I got him at 30. Yikes. Probably need to move him up a bit. I'm at 26. Yeah. It's also a half-point PPR. I actually put him – this makes sense for everybody out there. I'd put him higher in non-PPR than I would in full-point PPR. Yeah, so half-point PPR, he's he's better to me than full PPR. Well, definitely. Yeah. All right, so what what game do we have to go to here? We have one, two, three, four, five. Still good. All right, we're going to have to rapid fire. Yeah, this is easy. <laughs> you don't have to spend a lot of time in this game. San Francisco and Arizona. Woo! Yeah. Passing game for you Arizona. You say that, Yay. but the Arizona well, was good against the Niners two weeks ago. So They were. Offensively. But that's where I'm going to go with the question because I already said it on Monday. So I'll let you guys now because you're on the other side. If you're in agreement, this is the Kenyon Drake show and David Johnson is dead to us. Crickets. David Johnson is definitely dead. The only thing that, that would give me a little pause with Drake is I think there's a chance Chase Edmonds comes back this week. And I, I, I think they, they use him for that balance because they're enough different of running backs to where they could create some problems for the, the 49ers as far as, you know, how they're going to defend it. Yeah, interesting. I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to play any of these guys. I think it could be certainly confusing if, if Edmonds is active, will Drake be active? Will they roll three? Probably not. But a couple weeks ago when Drake played this team, he was super impressive. I mean, he racked up 110 yards, 15 attempts. He had a rushing touchdown. He had a two point convo. He looked really good. It was pretty impressive. So I don't know. Like I probably wouldn't start David Johnson. I'm looking elsewhere, but are we Not really problem. starting David Johnson? Are we starting J.D. McKissick over David Johnson? Are we going? Yes. My goodness. I mean, the the last three weeks, 
in, in PPR scoring. Christian McCaffrey, 27 points. Kenyon Drake, 28 points. Chris Carson, 19 points against the Niners defense. The Niners running, run defense is not as good as their pass defense. Their pass I defense thought... is number one, I think. And their run defense is middle of the pack, 16, 17, something like that. So I, I do think the running backs have, have some play in this game. Carson was decent thought, last week, too. I thought you were going to bring up David Johnson. I was going to say one carry against the Giants, nothing in a game because he didn't play, and then five carries for two yards, and as Chris, you mentioned, depending on your league, negative points. Yeah. I will tell you, I won't even make the list for you. You want to know how far David Johnson is? I could. He's probably in the uh, 40s. Off your list. He is in the 40s. I would start Balage. I would start Latavius Murray. I would start Duke Johnson, Jalen Samuels, Adrian Peterson, Raheem Mostart. Must start this week with mm, no like uh, no Brita. Frank no Gore, LaShawn McCoy, Peyton Barber. There's David Johnson and then Naheem Hines. You, I, you can't. You cannot start him. <laughs> I agree. I agree with actually a lot of those names. Um Besides maybe McCoy, but he's a backup he's be active. who doesn't even get touches. That's what he is now. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not good. So, to be honest, in a full point PPR, throwing Jalen Richard against the Cincinnati Bengals. So you'd play Andy Isabella in your flex over DJ. Yeah, Ooh. because you know why? <laughs> Three targets is more than what David Johnson might see the entire game. Uh, yeah. Did you see the highlight where it looked like he was walking to the line of scrimmage? Yeah. Yeah, he, he's definitely uh, I think blasted. Blasted. I know. And that's <laughs> like, like, on the serious side of thing. This pain. I I love David Johnson. For people that go back, this isn't revisionist history. This is like whatever. I was one of the few people who had him atop of my draft board for the rookie running backs when he came out that year. I love David Johnson. This pains me for his career. As uh, we always say, like you want people to get right. I want people to be healthy. At, from the jokes aside, I just want people to make that clear because that's why I brought it up. I don't want people to, like uh, I'm laughing at his pain. Right. Yeah, no, he's he's very talented. He's clearly not 100%. He's dealing with a very poor offensive line. He doesn't look explosive. I get it. It's it's all warranted. Yeah, Brad. it almost feels like – I know he's got some kind of ankle injury, but it almost feels like it's a high ankle Listen, thing and kind of like too. Saquon, like he, yeah, he back came back well. early. Yeah. yeah. On the 49ers side, if there's no Emmanuel Sanders, who are you going to try to or would you even mess around with any of the 49ers receivers outside of Debo? Uh – yeah, I mean, I'm as much as I, I made fun of his drops the other night. I'd probably run Kendrick Bourne out there because they're playing the Cardinals. Like you, you want a piece of this offense in some way, and so if you've got Debo, yeah, you run him out there. If Kittle's back, you run him out there. Um, but I, I'd probably Kendrick Bourne had enough play on on Monday night against Seattle, who was playing pretty well defensively that night. I, I would say there's a, a at least an opportunity for some volume there, and and maybe sneak a touchdown. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. Um, you know, maybe a flex, a deeper format for sure. He did, he did come away with eight targets. He had the red zone touchdown as well. So, I mean, yeah, if there's no Kittle and Sanders, that's it. But yeah, most that's of it is very, I was, you just brought up. Yeah. If Kittle's out there, this goes back to what I said earlier. I want nothing to do with the okay. 49ers receivers outside of one person. So if Emmanuel Sanders is out there, it's Emmanuel Sanders, George Kittle. It's no Emmanuel Sanders, it's Debo Samuels, George Kittle. If there's no George Kittle, then I'm with you guys. I could get with the Kendrick Bourne. Since we're talking about this team real quick what? before we talk about what? If Kittle what? doesn't play, I, I run, I, I think about running Ross Dwelly out there because the Cardinals have been so bad against the tight ends that, no, and he had no, seven no. targets Monday night, like, I put Dwelly in my lineup. No, tell I for <laughs> disease, just, not doing no, it. Just, no. <laughs> I'm not falling into the Dwelly trap. Just shuts it down. No, no. you know, look, I, for all, you know, I just, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, it's certainly, yeah. But I was against the Tyler Eifert thing and that worked out. So, hey, there you go. 
No, I'm just kidding. Look, hey, the targets were at least there for Dwelly. I will give him that. You're right about that, Brad. By the way, real quick, in case you guys didn't notice the news for this, since we're talking about his former team, I'm, I'm legitimately asking the question here. Kaepernick's got a workout on Saturday. All 32 teams are invited. If you're in a two-quarterback or super flex league, do you stash him just in case? That's a legitimate question. This is, I know this is like the Josh Gordon type of thing, but he's working out Saturday. Everybody's invited. Uh, no. I'm, I'm just like <laughs> looking at my teams and I play in a lot of two quarterbacks. I'm pretty set, but if you are, if you're in a pinch and you're hurt and you're rolling out, uh, maybe Ryan Finley. Like Chris, if Ryan Finley's one of your quarterbacks, Chris, then you might have to, yeah. I lost Cam Newton. I lost Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. I lost somebody else. I started Brian Hoyer and Ryan Fitzpatrick last week. I am stashing Kaepernick just to No, I get it. Yeah, if you're in that situation, I know the, one of the athletic leagues that we play in, I've been starting Kyle Allen and Teddy Bridgewater all year, and obviously Teddy doesn't have a job anymore. Uh, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick going back and forth. So you could be in a situation, yeah, if Ryan, like I said, if Ryan Finley is on your roster right now, you probably should go pick up Kaepernick. Yeah, and I, I have him, I'm, I'm gonna attempt to add him this morning. Hopefully our, our show will release after the Scott Fishbowl, um, that waivers nope. run. Cause that's Chris, like it. you better be I, on I it this morning. So yeah, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I had Case Keenum on my team and now he's not starting the rest of the year. So I was just looking like there's no one else I wanted to pick up at all. But I, you know what? I threw Colin Kaepernick on there when I saw that workout out of the outside chance that maybe he's starting for the Bears by week 15. <laughs> the oh, Bears. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, that's so disrespectful. Does he start? With the team this year, do you guys think? Does he? Yeah. I still say no. Yeah, I think no. I Probably think. not, but there's there's a chance because it, if he does sign with somebody, there's a you know you're an injury away from a team saying, hey, let's give him a shot, especially a contender where you know there's at least some potential. Assuming his workout goes well on Saturday, it's not like say- he kind of got blindsided by his workout. You know, like he wanted it on a Tuesday, and the NFL's like, it's this Saturday. We're not doing it to another Saturday. It's this Saturday, and and his agents were like. Uh, you know, they kind of blindsided us with this one, and he's like, you know what, whatever. I've been waiting for the shot for three years. Let's go. You know what team would be fun? Bruce Arians in Tampa Bay. Tampa? There's no way. Pull pull the plug on Jameis Winston. They won't pull the plug. If Winston gets hurt, that's one thing, but... No. I mean, hey. If they if they sign Kaepernick, I am uh, I will blow fab on that. <laughs> they sign James. But <laughs> like James Winston is the, the only reason he hasn't lost his job already is because they legitimately have nobody else to turn to. Like that's James Winston is the exact same James Winston he's always been. He's losing games for them. I don't think I think Bruce Arians goes to bed every single night like like cursing him and throwing darts at his face. I, I think Bruce Arians hates his life that he's stuck with him. But he, he had to know going in that it was going to be this bad. Yeah, but, I mean, he, he can work the magic somewhere. All right, a f- few more real quick here. Uh, Cincinnati at Oakland. Here's the question I have for you, Chris, when it comes to Cincinnati. Like, or we know A.J. Green's not coming back. Again, the best gif I saw was the one from Homer. Not Homer, his dad, the one on The Simpsons where he walks into the restaurant walks immediately back out. A.J. Green walking into an 0-9 lock, locker room with a rookie quarterback, and boop, nope, I'm out of here. Thanks anyway. Uh, Joe Mixon. Is he now a must-start? Because if you're going to be destroyed, giving up 40 and 50 points and still run the ball 30 times, I kind of feel like you're a must-start. Yeah. You know, opportunity, volume is is definitely something to consider here. I, I don't know if he's a must-start, but I, I put him into that RB2 range, which, Wrong is, which is saying something because he, <laughs> he wasn't in the RB2 range for me. I, I don't know if he has been you know, since week four or something like that. But again, hearing, hear that podcast growling, the Bengals pod, 
they had Zach Taylor on and Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator, and this seems to be the game plan going forward is, hey, we got a rookie quarterback under center. Yeah, we're going to let him, you know, throw the ball and see what he can do, but we're also, you know, going to keep in mind that we have a guy in Joe Mixon, and he wants the ball. Touches. I know, he wants it. They asked him after the game, like, how did you feel about getting, you know, 30 carries in a blowout game, and he's like, I wanted it. I want the ball. I want the touches. It, you know, it is what it is. So I, I would, I don't know if he's going to get thirty carries, but I would imagine he's going to. I mean, if it's 20. thirty touches, and you factor in like two or three catches, yeah. even if you, even if forget it, let's say they're just thirty straight carries, and it's only three yards a carry. That's still nine fantasy points in any kind of format. Right. Yep, you play Bad. him. <laughs> right, yeah. Same. Yep. Period. You, you play, play him. him. Yeah, you play him. Uh, it just the, sucks because if you have him, I mean, you're just you're in such a bad spot this year. Gary. No, I think I think this is like what you've been waiting for. <laughs> yeah, like, all year. You finally feel good about it. Uh, speaking of feeling good about things, you're not feeling good about Tyrell and Darren Waller lately. Darren Waller, what happened to you? Hopefully, you kind of get the Mark Andrews. What's wrong with Mark Andrews treatment? Because you guys know who the number one scoring receiving option this team the past couple weeks is oh, not baby. Tyrell Williams Hunter Renfro it is Hunter Renfro over Darren Waller included is Hunter Renfro on our radars is Hunter Renfro startable I started him last week in a couple spots again just you know it's it's all about context and desperate I don't treat him any more than a wide receiver three is like a flex PPR but it seems like Derek Carr especially on third down and and last week when the game was on the line on that final drive he was going Hunter Renfro's way and I heard John Thank Gruden's you, yeah and I heard John Gruden say you know he was getting mixed up early on in the year with with some of his route running and then he's just like listen just do your thing and he just seems to be doing that and getting open for Derek Carr so I think there is a bit of a safety valve there between the two and again I'm not like saying he's he's unbelievable as a wide receiver two and three, but you know five five six catches in this matchup against the Bengals when they can run, they'll probably use a lot of Jacobs. I would still ex- yeah. expect five or six. Well, you guys. know who he is. He's Cole Beasley. Yeah, because he's white. Yeah, no. that's what trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> but he, no, what are you, you trying to say there. <laughs> this is the one time where I would say you want every he's piece you can get athletic. of the Raiders' offense. Like you want you want Darren Waller in this game because. They're playing the Bengals. They're at home. Like you, it doesn't get any better for the Raiders. Like this is your the one time where you're like, yeah, I want give me Tyrell Williams, give me Darren Waller, give me Hunter Renfro. Up, it's as hard as it is for me to say this. Give me Josh Jacobs. Like you know, and I'm just I'm just kidding. But he like Jacobs is a top five running back this week. He has to be because the the volume's going to be just enormous. No, 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 no. Hold on, I'm a clip now. No, you're jinxing it. No, no, this is going to be the yeah. lockdown. Game. Top five running back. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I don't even I'm jinxing the Raiders any chance I get. Derek Carr, first quarterback, QB1 this week. <laughs> I don't even know if Jake has, as Jacobs as a top five running back himself. Uh, let me go back. If, I have you, got, if you got Kamara in there, I don't if you think don't, you do. that's that's zero commitment out of you. I don't think he I does. have a six. What do you zero commitment? I've had a top ten for most of the season in <laughs> zero commitment. No, you just the, jinxed them. You the ruined only reason it. the Bengals the Bengals are thirty first against the rush, and the only reason that they're not worse against the pass is because teams don't have to pass against them. They're twenty second against right. the pass. The like you want every single bit of of players against this is the one no, time that you know what you just set you up do this. brad just ruined this is that this is going to turn I hope into so. I hope the, the Bengals win this game this is going to turn <laughs> into the the arizona san francisco game where all of a sudden san francisco just went away from running the ball yes. and now Derek carr is yeah. going to throw four touchdowns josh jacobs is going to come out with 12 carries for 40 yards and that's well that's it. what baltimore did last week everyone expected them to run and lamar had run all over cincinnati and they he just came out 
you know, throwing the football and hitting Andrews and hitting Brown. To a point. I mean, he only, he only threw the ball 17 times. So it, it was just super efficient and, and deep balls and, you know, but it wasn't like a high volume thing. That's, you know, they were, they, they were able to run the ball like crazy and their defense scored a touchdown. And that's, All right, that's quick. I mean, that's the thing. Three more games. We got New England. Here's the question for you guys. Are you starting Sonny Michelle? I, no. I would look elsewhere. Yeah, I would look elsewhere. I would start James White over him. I don't know if you have two Pats backs. Maybe you're a big Pats homer and you have both of them. You have everyone on the team. I would play White over Michelle. I don't. I don't I don't start running backs against Philly if I have an option. If there's a question at all, I don't start them because Philly just but doesn't you're starting, points But if backs. you're picking between the two, you're picking White over Michelle, correct? Yes. Okay. Are we starting Mohamed Sanu and Philip Dorsett? Yes. Yeah, I, I picked up Dorsett in a, in a deeper league, but I would rather Sanu. But, I mean, the matchup is there against the Eagles secondary. Yeah, I mean, Edelman, right. Edelman and Sanu, are, there's potential for them both to be top 12 receivers this week, too. So, on the flip side, are we starting both running backs? Because that's how you beat the Patriots. Yeah, I like both, actually. To. Yeah, I do. I think you're going to get a lot of Howard. You've been able to run all over... New England so far this year, and I think Miles Sanders, if the game strip goes New England's favor and, and they're scoring points, and I expect them to score some points, then they're going to have to throw the football, and that's good news for Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders has more 25-yard catches this season than a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, so uh, he has been involved in the passing game, downfield, some screens. I think this could be a Sanders game. Could yeah, this I'm, be, Brad, is there any way you are starting Alshon Jeffrey? Yeah, it started. I, 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 I mean, I'm not, I'm not excited about it, but I would play him. I, I think he's a top, you know, a top 36 option at that point. So you have him at like 45, you're, you're going to move him up, aren't you? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, like I said, I haven't done my receivers. He, he'll be in, he'll be in my top 36, but it's not, again, it's not a, a wide receiver one or two. Like, you know, he would, he would, he would have been drafted as a wide receiver two this year. I, I don't have him that high. Definitely not this game. I have no problem starting Carson Wentz in this game though. And cause I think there's going to be a lot of Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Agreed. And if I, I think there's a chance that the, the Patriots take Zach Ertz out of the game and say like, this is the guy we're going to take away because the Eagles are the best when they're using him. And I think it could be a huge game for Goddard. I agree with that too. I think you're going to see a lot of two tight end sets, both backs. Uh, I think those four guys are in play like Ertz, Goddard, Sanders, and Howard. I, I don't love Valshawn this week, but I agree with Brad, like mid thirties. I'd look elsewhere for other options. All right. So Alshon Jeffrey or Allen Robinson, Chris? I'd play Allen Robinson. Yeah. Allen Robinson. I, I would do that in almost any matchup. I'll, I'll take okay. my chances because Robinson's that much better. David Montgomery or Sonny Michelle? Oh my goodness. Montgomery? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> There's a better chance that Sony Michelle will find the end zone. You can say that. Like if they do get down there, he could like look at Michelle's game log. He could get fifteen for forty and a rushing touchdown. Right? It's okay, I'm I'm changing my mind on Alshon Jeffrey because he's still hurt after the bye week. Um the report just came out that he's day to day. I don't want him. <laughs> if he's if he's banged up at all, I don't want him against the Patriots. So he's, he's now outside my top thirty six. Off the board. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, Cooper Cup. It, there's no way we're that worried, are we? Can't Question start mark. Him. No, there, Can't start there's him. a really good chance he's he gets like seventeen catches this week <laughs> and gets back on track. So yeah. Well, I'll, all kidding aside. All, all well. All right. So all kidding aside, and I know one of them includes a running back. But your con, I rank your confidence level. That's what I don't want to say. This is how you rank them. 
just your confidence level. Cup, Woods, Everett, and Gurley. In that order. Um, yeah. Yeah. In, in that <laughs> order. Because, you know, again, I we mentioned this on Monday. The usage with Gurley and Brad, you, you really brought it up. And I looked more into this. He didn't touch the ball in the fourth quarter. Why? Why didn't he touch? It was a, t- it was, they were within a touchdown to score. They had a chance to win the game. He had 12 carries for 73 yards and then they're throwing out Henderson and Brown. I, I totally don't get that. They asked McFay after the game. He said that was the rotation that he, he wanted. And so Gurley, obviously, it's clear now to this point, all of, everybody who has question marks over Gurley's health, throw them out the window because he's obviously not 100% healthy. He's not involved in the passing game. He has not had a game with 20 carries. He's not had a game with 100 yards. This is, is completely confusing because he looked good in the third quarter. He just had a solid run the end of the third quarter, and then he doesn't touch the ball in the fourth quarter at all. That's really confusing. I don't know, man. McVay may be – maybe I had too much high – maybe my expectations for Sean McVay were too high because he looks <laughs> rattled. Yeah, and I, I will say that. I think coaches sometimes in the press conference, they, they may not even, he may not have even realized that Gurley wasn't out there. And then all of a sudden, like someone asked him about it and he covers up for it. Because there, there's no excuse for why he wasn't out there unless he was like on the sideline in crutches or a walking boot. Because I, I think they just completely forgot about him. And in a, in a close game, a when you've got a weapon that is, is moving the ball, like you said, he had a good run in the third quarter. You like I think it would just they just kind of got lost in the moment and forgot about him just kind of like Andy Reid did a, a couple years ago with Kareem Hunt like it just you get in that moment and all of a sudden it's like oh shoot he wasn't even in that game oh that's my bad <laughs> wake up McVay so, against Nagy oh great <laughs> who can make more stupid I'll still take McVay or oh by the way la- last year I don't know if you all saw this tweet it was from uh, Rich Rebar but uh, last year when these two teams played each other. Goff and Trubisky combined to go 36 for 74, which is a 48.6 completion rate, for 290 yards, one touchdown, and seven picks combined. <laughs> so, That's seven picks. Yeah, wow. solid. All right. Jared Goff, worst. Hate your face. I hate that contract. Yeah, I hate the girly. Until he starts throwing gonna the ball to Cooper Coates Cup. Contract. There's a lot of contracts. He has good weeks whenever he has good weeks whenever he throws the ball to Cooper Cup more. Kansas City. At Los Angeles, question mark. It's in Mexico. So, I mean, honestly, the Chargers might have more fans in this game than they do at their quote-unquote home games. We'll find out. <laughs> this is the lock what? for the Chargers, eh, Brad? <laughs> Save it. No, this the, this is a game like I've got Damian Williams as a top 10 running back this week. The Chargers run defense is, is not very good. Well, I'm just saying, like, I, I think he, he got it, he got a, you know, what, 24 touches last no, week. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, time out. Like, jokes aside, this is, I'm serious, like, I want to ask you a serious question. Would you still sure. have him there if LaShawn McCoy is active? Yes. Yes. But, I know that because I don't think they're going to use McCoy. It's going to be like the week before where he's on the field like six snaps. Uh, this is a Damian Williams game unless he fumbles again. And at that point, they might start ro- rotating it more. I, I I mean obviously you got Tyree Kill in there. There's a chance that Tyree Kill's a, a you know a top three guy again this week just because they I mean when you get 19 targets and you have that much explosiveness there's a you know they're just feeding him the ball. Travis Kelsey looks you know like a good play this week. There will be all of Kansas City is going to this game. They're using they always use this as an excuse to get out of the cold when they have a chance to go to a, a warm weather climate. There will be. They had a ton of fans in Tennessee last week. There will there will be seventy percent of that crowd will be Chiefs fans. It's going to feel like a home game for them, and they're gonna they're gonna blow the Chargers up. All right, 
I mean, yeah. they probably will blow the Chargers up, so I can't really <laughs> argue that. Um, yeah, I like, yes I like both backs. Damian Williams questions. What's that? I said, you said yes as well on the Damian Williams question. Well, I answered for him. I knew he was going to say he's a top Oh, so what's your, answer, what's your answer What's your answer? If Shady plays, if Shady's active, I still like Damian Moore. I think, you know, the – think... No, you like Damian Moore, but – would you uh, knock him down? Yeah, I would knock him so, down slightly. So, so if, if, yeah, here, if Shady's get, active, 100%, I'm going to knock him down slightly. Well, here, here, I'll give you, the, I'll help you out here with what my situation is for the rankings. Now, I rank Damian Williams as RB14 with Ingram, Mack, Coleman, Bell, Gordon in front of him. And I could easily see him being in the top 10 conversation. I'd probably even like him more than Bell if I knew that McCoy was out. Problem is, it's Monday night. I don't know if we're going to get that answer. And that's why I'm at 14, Chris. Yeah. And that's fair. Load management. I don't know. I mean, we haven't heard of this before. It's crazy. Yeah, and, I, I don't think that's what it was. Christmas I don't think duty. that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, it may it may not be, but I I think you have them active considering that it's been Damian and Shady who have both now been putting the ball on the ground, and and that seemed to kind of turn the game around, Brad, when Damian put that ball on the ground and Tennessee was able to score a touchdown. It gave them a little bit of life. I know Damien was still back on the field and, and getting the football, but would that have been the case if Shady was active? Was was Reed saying, oh, man, you know, I wish I had Shady active right now. I I think, honestly, that McCoy is going to be active in this game. And if he's if he's inactive again, that will mean three straight weeks because they got the bye next week and that he's just completely out of the picture. Yeah, I I think if he was worried last week, he would have run Daryl Williams more because they've shown they will give Daryl Williams volume. He's done nothing this year to to decrease that. I think he just decided Damian's going to be my guy until he shows he can't do it. And I, I think even if McCoy's active, I, I think you're looking at like a, a 70% snap share for Damian Williams this week. And people worried about all the Chargers, I'd roll them too. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, Eckler included. I'd get him in there. All right. That's it. Week 11 for you guys. At Chris Meany for Chris Meany. At Brad Ziegler for Brad Ziegler. I dropped my pen on the floor if that's what you heard. At All In Kid for myself. We'll be back on Monday to wrap it up. And hopefully you're still with us. And you should be with us because we can help you out in more ways than just your seasonal lineups. In addition to everything at theathletic.com slash the throwback 40% off for you guys out there listening to the free world. There's plenty and plenty and plenty of information for all your favorite teams and sports to get involved with. So we'll be back. Love you guys. Good enough. Mm-hmm.